The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. It's about honor! It's about respect! It's the unusual. It's the usual. It's provocative. It's the thinking person's guide to life. You're being entertained, and then you're getting smarter. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Sue Says. Now here are your hosts, Sue and Jonesy. That is a great riff. I love I love my beginning music. That is good. Nice. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Sue here. Um, and uh, another episode of Sue Says. First of all, I wanted to say uh, hello to Jonesy. Good day, everybody. And to uh, our producer, David Yaz. Thank you, Sue. It is my pleasure and honor to be here. You know, uh, a little bit of joy on a rainy day. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And talk about joy. I got to say that, um, you know, the returns are in on the first two episodes, and things have been really great. And I wanted to thank everybody for listening. And um, if you want to... Con- you know, this is something that, that, that you got to pay. I can get up here and talk all day, and I'd, I'd probably talk for free. But let's, you know, I'm going to have to get some sponsors, and, uh, and I'm going to need uh, some more listeners. Um, so if you could please, if you like, if you dig what you're hearing, tell your friends. Forward it to them. Forward the Adore, the, the Adore app. Tell them that it's on Apple uh, Podcasts. And, um, and then say, you know, you got to listen to see what Sue says, uh, whether you agree with me or whether you don't, because, um, you know, these aren't hard and fast, but it's what I say. So, so anyway, but, thanks a lot for that. But you are right most of the time. Oh, thank you so much. Well, let's get right into this. Thing. Well, you told me that. So, <laughs> What do you got today, Sue? I got a, so 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 Jonesy in the Globe this week, and uh, you have kids. I have kids. Um, there was a big uh, there's an article on the state of uh, youth sports and high school sports in Massachusetts, and it was about how. First of all, did you know if you were to guess what the average age of a ref is? What would you say that it is? And you know, the, you know, like the refs in high school games, and then like youth softball and all that. All of the refs, hockey, everything. What would you say the average age is? I'd say mid to late thirties, maybe. Okay, I probably would have said in the twenties. You know, it just okay. seems like a young person's game. But but the, the actually the average age is fifty two. Fifty two. Fifty two. Like fifty two states. Oh, 50, sorry. <laughs> fifty. Two, I find that fascinating. And you know what else they said? They said that within the first two years, a new ref, within the first two years, 70% of them quit. And the reason that they're quitting is because people suck. They do. Parents on the sidelines, they're terrible. Have you seen it? I have seen it. It's, 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 so I actually have friends uh, and relatives who actually are refs. And, uh, you know, I, I reached out to them and I said, could you, uh, could you please, uh, first of all, you know, share a story or whatever you have. And, uh, you know, I was, I was expecting, oh, you know, th- that they would say, oh, I've seen it, but, you know, nothing has ever happened to me. Yeah. Whew, what was I wrong? First of all, my buddy Kevin said, uh, very funny, he, I text him and I asked him to share and he goes, who's this? <laughs> 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 you love that when you text somebody and it's like this effusive thing. It's like, hey, listen, we really got to get together. I'm sorry. You know, and then, then you get back. Who's this? What do you do when you get uh, a blind email like that? I mean, do, 
Uh, are you are you the who this person or are you like every once in a while I'll fake it and I'll go hey what's up um, can't remember last time we hung out and then hope I figure it out after that. Well, I, so my I don't know if I, if like I, I didn't pay my ninety nine cent iCloud one time or something like that, but it, I I had a month where it was a lot of them and and it's like I they were I, all blank right. right yeah they're all just numbers and so, yeah and so it makes you freak out I, I had the, I know I had the who this like a lot and I and there's no way to it's like a horn a car horn. Is like eh, like and, and it just sucks, right? It, there's not like a polite like, hey, listen, I I see your I see you're reading your phone. I do that all the time too. If you could just beep beep, if you like could, a motorcycle horn, just, not a car yeah, horn. Yeah, if, if, if we should have two kinds of horns. The the hey, you know, I'm an asshole. I I hate car horns, but uh, they, but they should be a nice horn. Beep, beep, like a little, like like a roadrunner. Meep, meep, like that, that. That would be like. So anyway, I digress. Uh, so anyway, um, so Kevin just like goes, "Who's this?" He thinks he's really funny, but uh, but anyway, my brother-in-law, he uh, is a ref, and he he had these horrendous. He had he had a father follow him while a girl's friends. There it is. Uh, while his daughter and his daughter is like, th- they, I think he said that they were twelve or thirteen, and his da- their daughter is like pulling the father's arm while the while the father pursues my brother in law and just saying what an asshole he is and he sucks and it's a twelve like what did you have money on the game what 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 compels what compels somebody to do this I, I and I got to tell you like so I I coached I coached a a shitload of uh, soccer teams. And in all of my time, so I, I think the total amount of years that I did it was 10. And I, I did like, I had like 26 teams or something like that. And only once, and it was in kindergarten, it was my first year. <laughs> the, this, uh, so it was co-ed because it was kindergarten. And then after that, they go to just uh, Newton girls soccer. And, um, and I had a father run on the field and correct his son about something, and this is just kids chasing the ball. This isn't even soccer. This is kindergarten. They're, they're, the ball is half the size of the children. And, uh, and I just went over to the father, and I said, don't ever step on the field again. That's, that's frowned upon. And, and that how, was how it. How did he take that? But, but, but I think that, I think that, how did he take that? Yeah, how did he take that? Uh, he took it well. He's kind of an awkward, a weird guy. He's kind of a, it, it was a weird, the whole thing was weird. But, but that, mm. that is nothing compared to what is happening in the stadiums and rinks around uh, around the, uh, the the state and and actually the country, like yeah. so. My neighbor, two doors down, is a very high ranking women's lacrosse and field hockey referee. They they fly this woman to Florida to run tournaments to teach nationwide seminars and so forth. She's way up there. I've never met her, but I've she sounds quite fetching. <laughs> she tried. She, she encouraged us to get our daughter to referee when she was, you know, about 12 to get into it. She had been playing, why not referee, cash money, one hour, it's easy stuff. But she was saying how she has to coach these referees on how to tune out the, the, the parents. I wonder if she was in this article because it was a, 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 an older woman that was that was talking about it and and that I think she stepped away after being threatened by somebody somebody's threatening threatening a 50 something year old woman that just blows me away it wouldn't surprise me if it's happened to her but i i think she's it still prob- involved it prob- okay all right so so anyway uh, and i actually and um have you guys ever mouthed off yeah i have you, i have for sure yeah um I mean, 
I mean, I try. I, I I was saying before we started recording to you guys. Sometimes I feel like the Incredible Hulk. Like I know I'm turning into a monster, but there's just nothing I can do about it. It's just something instinctual in me to go off if if there's a horrible call. Now I get it. Even as the words come out of my mouth right now, that sounds freaking ridiculous. Are you, are you, do you see the look I'm giving you right yeah, now? Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it, I ain't perfect, man. We've talked. We've discussed this. But you can be unperfect and not be a douche. I know. No, I think I've gotten better as the years have gone on. But um, and my, you know, my kid's mom, my ex-wife, she told she would the thing that would be most persuasive is she would say you're embarrassing your son. Like he gets uneasy when you that, do that. So, and that's the best reason to stop. Well, so that that that's what's great. So so my my brother-in-law he said that one of the great things that he likes to one of the things he'll say is that um, you know you're you're kid is going to really be embarrassed if you get kicked out. And so that's one of the ways that he gets the, the parents to stop doing it. For me, like, being a coach, um, but like I would teach, so I would have one of my pet peeves was when a kid, when one of my girls would come to the sideline and go, she's pushing me, she's, she's, uh, the ref isn't calling anything. And I'd be like, well, that's, then that means that's legal because the ref is the one who's interpreting the rules, okay? It's not our job. We go out there and we play according to the rules. So if somebody's pushing on you, then you're pushing back because that's legal that day. And if you get called, I won't get mad. But, uh, you know, work within what, you know, every game's a little different. You have sometimes you play on turf, sometimes you play on grass, sometimes the ref is, is, is loose, sometimes the ref is tight. You play to the ref. Is and it- Sorry, go ahead. So finish that. Yeah, no. So, so that's so that that and my girls, you know, you, you know what? One thing I really appreciate is how tough my girls were, and I just told them that you know that uh, you know only one player on this field is the best player, but every single one of you can be the toughest on any given day, and so that's one of the things that I taught my girls, which doesn't have anything to do with this subject. I mean, it has a little good bit advice to do though. With the subject, real good advice. You know. You know, does it make a difference? Um, does it make a difference, Sug, if the ref is a fifty-five-year-old guy or a nineteen-year-old kid? You know, no, it doesn't. And, and, and it's endemic. It's it's all across all sports. Uh, you know, I was the Bruins season's tickets. There's a woman to the left of uh, me who just yells at the ref all game, and this is at the you know at, at, and. And every like she thinks it's funny. She thinks it's like this. That it's her shtick to yell. I can't. I went to a Celtics. I went to the the Celts Milwaukee game last week, and all you hear is all the fans. How's that not a foul? Hold on. Travel. You know. It just. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Palm the. And it's like. It's like they watch it's live the game. Monday morning quarterback. They, it, it's awful. But they watch the game for the. Are you watching it for the fouls? Is that what you want? I don't. I, I love the let them play. I love it in football when they let them play, in hockey when they let them play. The game is better when you let people play. People sit there screaming, thinking that, you know, everybody's got an angle, that the refs have an angle. It's And, and so that. And it, it seeps down into the, the culture uh, in, in, with, with their kids. And it's it's like they bought a ticket to this game. Like they have money. I have very good friends who have been kicked out of a youth soccer game, or a youth game, uh, whatever game. And you know they tell the story, and I love I love my friends, but it's like how how can you tell this story and not just I would never tell it. I would yeah, I'd be humiliated. I, so I've trying to been concocted defense here for those of us who yell at the refs. Um, it is pretty indefensible, but here's an, here's an example of well, it's an explanation. It's not a, it's not an excuse. My I remember one year my son's playing little league, 
and maybe let's say it had been a couple of games since he had gotten a hit. And I was, you know, of course, you know, my whole heart and soul is pulling for him. And he, he like smacks the ball into the gap. It's a, it's a sure double, right? He ends up on second base, teammates are cheering. He's got a big smile on his face. And the ump is walking out towards the mound with his fist in the air saying, batter's out, he threw the bat, right? And I, I had to be, I didn't literally have to be restrained. I had to sort of restrain myself from completely blowing gasket. And see, and you can tell why I was so upset. My passion is in this thing. My kid, and as soon as my kid saw that, he started crying. He, he works so hard to do the thing, the right thing you need to do, and then it's robbed from him by someone who made a mistake. That's what's right. so frustrating. That's yep. all. Yeah. No, that, that's, uh, and I mean, that's, that's not even a learning experience for your kid. I mean. Well, I suppose it could be. Like, you, you, you know, you, you did what you were supposed to do, uh, and sometimes in life it doesn't work out for reasons that are out of your control. So that, I suppose that, it could be. That, that, that's a tough one. That is a real tough one, and that, that, uh, that, a, that an umpire would get that involved with the game. Um, you know, that's, that's a guy who's got a, he's got an agenda, you See, know, and then once but, in a while you get those and that's, that's where so things that, get really that's testy. When you have to, you know, the, the self-control, you know, and listen, I'm not, I'm not sitting there professing that I'm like the most even <laughs> person in the world, <laughs> no. I'm not, but, 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 uh, I, I, I won't do that to a ref. I, I'd turn on a parent who was doing that to a ref faster than I would turn on to a ref. No, there's another challenge that these referees face too. Regardless of the age, the, the age of the kids playing the game, and that is that oftentimes there's not as many refs as there should be yeah. on the field. Yeah, and they're taking on every aspect of the game when that's not really what they're supposed to be doing. Right, makes it a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, uh, you know, I I just think that if you if you're sitting there and you know. I, I know that I've I've gone as a coach. I know that um, when something was called that I didn't like. I know in the, all the years of my coaching, I've probably gone, "Oh, that's terrible, that's terrible." But I'm the coach, and that's as far as I took it. I don't even. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make the call right here and go. That's not that bad if the if the if the ref heard that. But uh, in in high school though, I remember my high school basketball coach would. You occasionally go off on the refs, and you'd always tell us, I don't want to hear a fucking word out of any of you guys. I'll take care of the refs. And once in a while, if there was a bad call, even a borderline call, him acting all fiery, it might have helped, might have charged us up. So is that permissible? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, uh, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, say that, I, I say that to my players, you know, say, I'll take care of the refs. But, but, you know, in other I words, take- is it okay for a coach to go off on a ref in, you know, uh, extreme fashion is that part let, of the let, game? It, it, if it is in keeping with you know defending his team and getting not his in team youth sports, no, not in youth oh, sports. No, I mean, it, no, but like, high school. Let's say high school. I, I would say only high school level for I, that. Yeah. High school, yeah. I mean, high right. school. That's that's part of it, and that's that's learning. You're you're, you're you know, if these kids are going to be coaches someday too, that's learning how to do it. But but there are so few. Well, I don't know. The the, the role model for a, a coach. Um, and how they handle the refs. I, I bet there are actually more good than bad in that case because uh, because anybody who I coached against, they were usually pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I got to just say, if, if you're abusing the refs, if you're a coach, if you're a player, oh, the players are the worst. If my kid ever mouthed up, my, my, my actual kids, not, not, uh, not just the players on my team, but if my actual kids started mouthing off or complaining about the ref, that'd be it. They'd, you'd sit the rest of the game. Forget about that. I just can't. It's just, yeah. Sorry, Sue. The, the previous segment has been reversed. You're going to have to do it again.
<laughs> so, uh, look at Jonesy's hair. Look at that, Jonesy. You got it. You got What it. about my hair? It's I'm, just I'm jealous. I'll say that. Solid. Yeah, you. Yeah. You, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Look at that. It's like thick and lush, and uh, you've got a great head of hair. Not a bald spot in sight. Not a bald spot in sight. I, and I, just just the right mix of salt and pepper. Just a little bit of uh, salt. I, I, you're pepper. a handsome guy. I'm getting, I am really <laughs> feeling a love here. I mean, there, there was, uh, but but like hair becomes more. But I, I'm I'm like the reason I even miss it, thought about it is because I feel like I'm thinning, like uh, like just just like every do, other do you need one. Confirmation Not in one on spot. That? No, no, no. <laughs> but it's just like it's evenly thinning. Yeah, evenly th- thinning. Not right. not like in one spot, and it's freaking me the fuck out. Like like do 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 you do minoxidil or whatever it's called? No, I I went through that. I have a bald spot on top, and then my hair is kind of thin. But I'm not bald. I just always am almost bald because the way I wear it. But I remember the first time uh, I noticed a bald spot was. We were having, my son has autism, you guys know this. Early going, we were, he was being evaluated, and for some reason they videotaped the parents playing with the kids <laughs> from, <laughs> from above. From, and I'm watching, I'm oh watching, the, this is the first time I knew. I didn't know before this. Because really? I don't look at the top of my head, and nobody told me. And I look at the video, and I'm like kneeling and playing with Adrian. And I go, is that a bald spot? Oh, no, and no. I'm, going, I'm going, no, it must be the light. It must be the light shining a weird way. Did go, you go no. directly to the doctor? I, I did, shortly thereafter. Yeah. And, I, and I said, what do you think about this, your hair growth thing? And the doctor looked at me kind of strange. He's like, what? And I, and I go, oh, on all the commercials, they say, ask your doctor about yeah. uh, whatever it is. And he said, don't do that. And I said, really? Why? He says, yeah, it, it doesn't work as nearly as well as you might think. Um, how do you know? Like, how, like, how do you know? Like, if it's like you take it and... You know, maybe you weren't balding that bad quickly or anything. It's just yeah. like, you know, how do you, and you get in these side, there's side effects, right? There could be side effects. The guy said you have to stay on it religiously or else your hair will immediately fall out the moment you get off the drug. <laughs> Come on. There's, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> that's, see, I can't, I can't no, have it's, too much It's pressure. one of these things. There were so many ads for the thing, and we all kind of assume, hey, if I ever go completely bald, maybe I'll try that. Have you ever known anyone? Maybe they just don't admit it, right? Have you ever known anyone to get, get on one of those things and, and say, like, yeah, my hair's lustrous and full and... <laughs> Jonesy's well, hey Dave, my hair's to- lustrous. And cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, so, his pockets you know, you know what's, a, what's funny is that the people sit there go, yeah, it's a, it's a, it skips a generation on your mother's side, you know. And yeah, it's, uh, it works not, I looked that always, up. Yeah. I looked that up a while ago, and that is a but, big, my friends whose dads are cue balls. They're cue balls. Mm-hmm. It has to do with your testosterone. I can tell you something encouraging. What the doc, that same doc said to me was, he looked at me, and goes, yeah, you're balding a little on top. And I must have been like. 33 years old at the time or something. And he's, and he said, you're balding a little on top, but you know what happens a lot of the time? I think it might happen to you. I don't know how we knew you'll, you'll develop that bald spot, but then it'll stabilize and you really won't lose much after that. And yeah, he was you, right. You it's like, it. It it's like, good. yeah, it's like 17 years later. So I don't think, I, 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 I don't <laughs> think, no, I, yeah, I don't it's think it's going to, it's wispy. Uh, you can look it up, but I, I think wispy. being as, as a man of your, uh, Generation. Sue, my buddy my... Sean has a great head of hair, and his dad has a great head of hair. His mom does too, but the skip it, you know. His dad, he, his, uh, my buddy's dad, he's from the old country. Mm-hmm. He, the guy was great. So, uh, Sean and I, one time, we, you know, we, we, were, we were having some success as other people were in the in uh, the late nineties, and uh, he, he, he's just this practical guy. He blue collar guy. 
you know, straight from my, one of those stories, came over here with a nickel in his pocket kind of thing. And um, it, so I come over and Sean and I got Rolexes and we got like, it's, it's kind of like uh, dandy-ish, but we got the same Rolex. You know, and uh, it's cute. Yeah, <laughs> so his father would just. Re- I come over. I we came over one Thanksgiving. He's like, "Hey, Kim," and he, you know, he calls me into the parlor where he's he's got his uh his he's got his uh Archie Bunker chair watching TV, and he goes, "Hey, Kim, what time is it on your Rolex?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, it's uh we got like six thirty there, <laughs> six thirty there, Mister Lydon," and he's like, "Would you look at that?" <laughs> Six thirty on my on my watch too. A Seiko, twenty dollars. Your horse is ours. <laughs> I love that guy. What a perfect way to bust you. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I digress. I'm worried about my hair. If you, if anybody uh, has any uh, ideas about it, I I have some advice for you. It, what? Regardless of what medicine you choose. Don't take that medicine if you're allergic to that medicine. Oh, wow. That's what all the ads say now. Do not take ABC if you're allergic to ABC. Good advice. Never would have thought okay, of that. Okay. Thank you. That's true. But they have to do it legally because there's morons out there, and those same morons are yelling at refs. Hi, everybody. I'm Chamita Perel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you, whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast, the hilarious show known as Shawshanked, and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. You guys all root for Boston teams, correct? You grew up here, and that's your team, right? Of course. Yep. Right. Do you have friends who... Uh, root for other teams who grew up here? I do. Yeah. So um, I'm thinking of a guy who roots for the 49ers. And I asked him why. He's like, I don't know, growing up, I always liked their uniforms. And to me, uh, it's, it's, it's very strange. I, I used to, now I'll say this, I, as, a ki- as a kid, I used to adopt, sometimes adopt a second team when the when the Patriots were sucking ass, you but know? it's a second team. It's it always it's a not second the, team. So and we, it's more like just for fun. It's not. I'm not going to be upset if they lose. In Newton, we have uh, in Newton we have uh, a lot of people from other places. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's like, you know, where we grew up. Um, there's like you know a lot of people move stay there. You know, yep. in Newton we get this influx of people from New York and everywhere, and. I always we we get I think about the kids that their parents force them to be Yankee fans or force them to be Steelers fans, and they Cruel do and it. Unusual punishment. Oh, I think about that. So so yeah. so it sounds it sounds like before you're a parent, you're like you know can like can you imagine if we move to New York and you, you're faced with you know the, your kids growing up in a Met and Yankee atmosphere. And, you know, you're rooting for the Red Sox. 
and uh, and so anyway, you, you, you get these you get these parents and their kids come to school, and I'm, I'm thinking about when my kids were young, and when the when the Red Sox are like in the World Series, they'd have Red Sox Day at at the elementary school, right? And you all wear your Red Sox gear, and it's a community, and everything's fun, and you got the one poor little pissant who has. Uh, and I'm thinking about his, uh, this little girl uh, even painted the New York Yankee thing on oh her boy. face. On Can Red you Sox imagine day. being that kid? But does that how, kid, is that kid really doing that against his or her will? Or No. no. This, this is a parent thing. Okay, so in other words, the parent, and I would agree that parents are going to have a great influence on what team you root for. So in other words, if the dad's always wearing the Yankee stuff and telling the kid how I love the Yankees and... And, and you love your dad. Right. The kid will genuinely like the Yankees, but will have a tough road. That's what you're saying, right? Well, what, what I'm saying is, is don't do that to your kid. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't yeah. force your So I'm thinking of this particular thing, and you talk about, uh, and I'm, I'm sure this fella just, he, he, he hated me from the start, but I was in a particularly bad mood, and we were at a fundraiser for a, 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 a politician friend, a, a mutual friend, and this guy is from Pittsburgh, and he was talking about how he, you know, you know, I'm like, so, you know, is your kid a Pittsburgh fan? Too? Oh, yeah, fuck that. Oh, that, fuck the Patriots, you know. And, and I'm like, I want you to imagine. I go, the, I, 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 was, I was explaining to him how selfish that was. Yeah. And that imagine back in the Berg when you were a kid, if there was one kid who rooted for the Patriots, and what a douchebag you thought that kid was. Yeah, right. That's what you're subjecting not- your kids to, and you're not letting your... You grew up being surrounded by people who rooted for the Steelers and who you had this sense of community, and they won Super Bowls, and you are denying your kid that same thing by forcing them to be a Steelers fan. I, I think you put your finger on it earlier, and I never quite thought about it that way. I always kind of thought about it like, yeah, you make your kid root for the Yankees, and they're going to get the shit beat out of them at school. Well, that isn't exactly true. Let's, no. ho- let's hope they're not going to get the shit beat up. They'll get ridiculed. They'll get laughed at a little bit. Well, okay, maybe not the worst thing in the world. But what you said is they miss out on a communal Ye- experience. And that is the heart. I've struggled with this because sometimes you have, you have friends who are non-sports fans who say, you know, when you really think you're an intelligent guy, Sug, uh, you're an intelligent guy, Jonesy. You realize these are people that you don't know dressed up in these uniforms. You're just rooting for them because they're wearing the uniforms and you're getting upset and you're getting sick to your stomach because they're losing. These are people that don't know you, don't give a shit about you. You realize that's irrational, right? That, yeah. So So, uh, this is to the larger point of my retort is always, it's not about those people. It's about what exists between me, my friends, and this town. It's something we're proud of and we, we go up with it, we go down with it, you know, for better or for worse. And that's what's good about it. Who do you root for? You root for, like, like, and plus, sports is a part of life that, it, like, when you said you're, 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 you're staying up, you're losing sleep, you're getting sick to your stomach, that's not the same. It's not the same losing and, and getting sick to your stomach when uh, your house goes into foreclosure or you get fired from your job or something like that. It's sports. Or your th- kid, what's God great is it's, it's a temporary thing. Um, so, so that's that, you know, but, but this, so, and I see on Facebook too. So this it's years later and, and, uh, and, and the, the wife is from Jersey. So, I mean, there, there's really, they, they don't have any, they don't, although they're raising their family here, they don't have any roots, you know, in new England, but their kids do, their kids were born here 
And I see him all dressed up in Pittsburgh Steelers gear on Facebook all the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's just me getting through to people. I'm going to give you my <laughs> Western Mass take on this. Oh, boy. As, as, we covered, as we covered in episode one or two, <laughs> I live 100 miles from here. Go that brownies. Put, that, yeah, thank you. Uh, that puts me halfway between Boston and New York for the most part. Right. Yeah. I know several people, you know, my age, their kids are my kids' age, and they may be a Yankees or Red Sox, Giants or Patriots, whatever fan, and their kid has gone the other way. Oh, right. uh, yeah. Right. Because we have coverage of both for the most part, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, I've never seen it take a bad turn, but I've seen, you know, ki- dads and their boys as they're growing up kind of ridicule each other and yeah. jab that's, each other a little bit. That's kind of fun. It is kind of fun. My, my, my cousin, my cousin Joey, he, uh, you know, we, we saw our cousins quite a bit. They live in New York. And th- he just adopted, I think, because of, his, lo- his, of his, his love of me and my brother John. And I, he just adopted Boston teams from the very beginning. So in, in, when, uh, when uh, Yaz popped up to third, you know, he was, his, whole, his whole family was rooting for the Yankees, and, and he was crying. He was a wow. little boy. But, but he stuck to that. Like, he is truly – he's a hardcore sports fan, and he ha- is all Boston teams growing up in New York, in mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I, I find that – I mean, That's you always have those anomalies. But right. why – you know, sports is about community. Like, I, I, you don't have to I, – I remember this, uh, th- this person one time said to me, I said – you know, what are you, are you going to watch the Super Bowl or whatever? And she's, she's this uh, in, intellectual, faux intellectual whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> she, she's like, um, yeah, but, you know, it's a, it's a community thing. You're not going to – no, I don't, I don't like football. I'm like, well, it's not – you don't even have to – you go to a Super Bowl party. It's fun. It's community. This sure. is what we're – this is what we're – well, um, you know – would you go and watch the Boston Ballet in, 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 on their biggest, on the Nutcracker or whatever? And can you name the prima ballerina? What, I'm like, what, what, what does that have to do with anything? And if, if they were going for well, the championship, so you, you bet your ass I would. Well, okay. <laughs> the so. ballet championship? The ballet championship. Well, no. I mean, she, well, maybe what she was getting at was people who just don't enjoy sports generally can find community in other places, like a freaking community theater or whatever. It just doesn't have to be your community. But if someone invited you to go and said, hey, my daughter's in this play. I'm really proud of her. I'd like you to see this. You might say yes to that. Right? I absolutely yeah, would say okay. that. So. Yeah. I, oh, no, no. I, I, I just, it's, it's, about, it's about community. It's about, it, you know, you don't, I don't, I don't love, uh, and, you know, like you don't watch some of the sports in the Olympics all year round. But every four years, you could be watching anything. And if the U.S. is going for gold, you're, you're into it. And you may forget about it the second after it's over. But God, it's just fun being, and, in, and you're denying your kids that if you raise them to be Yankee fans, <laughs> you're denying your kids that that thing that made you what you are. Why are you a Yankee fan? Because all your friends were, all you grew up there. Blah, blah. I, I just find it it's a completely selfish move. Can I ask you a question, Sue? I've, I've yeah. wondered about this. Are you put off by? Uh, fans of other teams that might trash talk you like on social media or when you see them or whatever. Um, you know, they're all out there, but the ones that bother me for some reason are ones that strike me as casual fans of the sport because they'll come in and they'll, they'll say something like, um, you know, Hey, nice, nice game last night. Yes. I guess Belichick, uh, finally 
decided to stop cheating and actually played on the level, and that's why you got <laughs> smoked by the Ravens or something like so that. So, and I actually, uh, the, the, the cheating thing, especially with the Patriots, it's now, a big thing with me. Too. I read, I read all every single page of the report. I, you know, and so when I when people do that, I. I say, well, what do you about, mean cheating? You're talking about the Deflate Gate. Deflate Gate, right. yeah, Deflate Gate, or did uh, you know the, that was more than uh, one, or even Spygate? It was more than one third of the size of the Warren report on the Kennedy assassination. If really? You, if you, yeah, if you stacked up three Deflate Gate reports, it'd be larger than the report on who killed Kennedy. That's how important it was to Goodell. Wow. Well, so but but what I'll do is I'll take the, especially the person who you know is the casual fan. What do, what do you mean cheating? What 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 was cheating? Well, they deflated the balls. Well, did you know that the uh, the balls on the Colts side that they were uh, they and I'll just take them down this road and talk about. They probably don't want to hear it, but they yeah. But but then shut up. I know. They, 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 I know. You know what? You don't know what you're talking about. I've come up with a new one, a new retort. The retort is that please keep accusing us of cheating because every time someone accuses us of cheating, we win another we Super Bowl. We win Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, fuck so off. Great. But I'm, maybe it's a podcast for another day. It's a, it's a, a rabbit hole. But I'm with you, Sug. I, one of the things, the thing that's most interesting to me about the Deflategate thing was that people still don't realize what it really was—a conspiracy. It really was a a incredible waste of time and money. It was. It really was complete bullshit. It, well, and, and the other thing is, is that it, it, the the conspiracy. What points to the conspiracy is I can't believe we're talking about. This, I but, know, but 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 it's that important. It, it's it's <laughs> they they only checked how many balls did they check? Four balls of the Colts, and they checked all twelve or sixteen balls of the Patriots. They only checked like so. Oh, we just wanted to make sure. How about how about a comparison sample? They didn't do that. They didn't. And by the way, the the their balls were deflated below the two or a three out of four or two out of three of the balls were deflated as well. So, um, but that, that, that and there's so is, many different ways to analyze it because even if you accept the fact that the Patriots, I mean, it is it is if I'm not mistaken, it is legal to deflate the balls as long as it, it, it's kept it within the legal. Within right. So if they deflated the balls, let's say by mistake, a couple of them they went over. The pe- what should the penalty have been? Well, earlier, like in like the previous season, like the, the some team was was bagged for keeping the balls too warm in a warming machine, right? And the penalty was uh, a warning letter from the league. The, the, <laughs> well, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers in a Sports Illustrated or ESPN article said that Did he liked him once? he he he, he <laughs> liked the balls to be if if the if it's seven. Uh, Pounds per square inch that is the legal limit. He likes them at eight. Right. Like, and he just said it in the in the thing, yeah, and that's whatever. where he puts it at. And and yeah. so, yeah, nobody cares about that. Oh, he's a good man. Did I tell you I met him? Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> vaguely remember something about that. How'd that uh, go, Jonesy? Did you know that the Sugma? Well, actually, I guess you haven't technically talked about it on the podcast. You said he was a nice guy. Uh, did you see his Halloween costume? It was excellent. No. He went as Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Really? Oh, I did see that. Oh, I good. did see and that. And his, uh, is, his, is his girlfriend somebody famous or wife? Uh, I should uh, know. No, yeah, it's uh, the race car driver. Oh, Danica Patrick? Danica Patrick. Huh? Yeah, so she went as the chick from Napoleon Dynamite with the ponytail on the side. It was perfect. That's, good, that's good job like, by you, Aaron Rodgers. That's like, do, you, do you think that uh, she's, a, she's a good-looking woman, oh, for sure. right? But she's not a model. Like, he's he's been with... Models and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, get your act together, Aaron Rodgers. Get no, 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 no. But but like, it's like she's race car driver. Like for it's like when you go to the office. You know, you know how there's office hot. 
And you can be, you know, for guys and girls. Here we go. Here we go. But, uh, no, she's right. she's you know. NASCAR hot for sure. No, yeah, yeah. she's definitely NASCAR hot. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen my hair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, Wow! It, 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 this was your this was your Aaron Rodgers but I moment. Thought, but I thought you'd <laughs> every podcast in, I got to talk about next him. week for another tidbit about Aaron Rodgers. But wouldn't that make you look him like him a little more? Now, meanwhile, he he happens to be dating a, a hot race car driver. But Tom Brady has so far apparently only dated super. Well, he married a supermodel. Obviously, before right. that, he was dating a supermodel. Is there something about that that might put you off a little bit? Now, I know we're men; we love beautiful women. But is it just a coincidence that the, the, the person that Tom Brady has loved has just happened to also be a super bottle? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And yet, well, like, so, you know, one of my favorite uh, athletes of all time, Nomar Garcia Parra, his, his wife just, is Mia Hamm. Right. She's soccer hot. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, I thought of that too, yeah. You, you know, she's not walking the runways of Milan with Giselle, but she is soccer hot, For you know? Her, exactly. And, and that, that I look at it and I go, you know, what the fuck do I know? But there, maybe there's more substance to that relationship because it seems like they have some things in common. They both were like fiery athletes, yeah. right? And they both like driven to like do the best and everything. Can you imagine what the, their kids are going to be yeah, incredible huh? athletes? Sign I up, think. Sign them now. Maybe probably. not. But, but, uh, but uh, what was it? Oh, I lost my train of thought. That is very hard to That's do. A perfect time for a transition, though. <laughs> Uh, okay. Do you want to do one more Sug before we do the Sug says? I mean, excuse me. Ask Sug. Let me get the Sugisms. Do you have? Do you? Do you? Let me ask you this. Yes. What do your children have? Your last name, your wife's last name, or is it hyphenated? Um, my kids have my last name. Been divorced for a while now. My ex did not change her name back. Uh, she just. You know, profession, being professionally yaz for so many years. So. Jonesy? We are all Jonesies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, well. we are all Jonesies. <laughs> Haven't you met Bob Kraft? Uh <laughs> Wow, I got to branch out with my stories. That you did talk uh, about on the previous podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so... What about the, the, you see this and we talk about youth sports, you see these kids with the hyphenated names. And when I see that, what I think is there's two very unyielding parents. There's, so, there's two people mm -hmm. who are, who ab are absolutely could not, the, the, the best, the best they came up with was hyphenating the name. Now I know it's a cultural thing as I was uh, taught by uh, somebody with uh, whom I brought this up before. I think it's much more than a cultural thing. No, 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 but it's a cultural thing for a particular, uh, like, uh, Latin Latin people or... Th it's oh, yeah, there's, somewhere there's it's a rules culture. that go along with it. Right, 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 like right, right. Exactly right. how you I'm not do talking it. about those people. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the Smith-Jones. I'm talking about the Suga Yaz, mm -hmm. you know, or Yaz Suga. You know, what, what, <laughs> well, what, what, it, it is more common among athletes now for some reason, right? Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster... Ha ha, Clinton Dix. Again, name a couple. It's it. You know what? And and it's a selfish parent. It's so, a selfish person who high, What what if a what if Joan Smith met Suga Yaz, and they were going to get married, and they were just as unyielding yeah, see, as their coming. parents? Then you get it's four. It's coming. It's probably it's coming, here. Yeah, maybe you get wait, four names. Yeah. It wait. 
Do you know anybody with four names? No, no, no. But I, but I've, I'm waiting for that moment to arrive because it, it's just logic. It will happen. You, you selfish prick. Well, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, I guess. Yeah. No, well, no. <laughs> ben Jarvis Green Ellis. No. Well, that's only three. Right. Well, wait a minute. Is no, ha- no, no, no. Is- ben Jarvis was Ben Jarvis was his first name, right? Does ha ha does ha ha Clinton Dix hyphenate ha ha and Clinton Dix? Oh yeah, aha met a ha. Coincidentally, yes, ha and ha fell in love together. But this that 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 absolutely drives me crazy. Listen, it, it I I'm you know either take your spouse's name or don't. And I I actually we we have somebody from our town that grew up that that the husband took the wife's name, and their kids are named. You know, with the wife's name, and I'm, I'm all for. Hey, listen, I'm a progressive guy. That's if you want to do that, that's fine too. Well, that's kind of where a lot of these ones now are coming from. Is just more progressive people who are more about sharing the relationship and See, and being into the whole family thing, and that's probably why they're using both of those names and trying to give a balance to that kid. I so would he's, say he's that half it's of each. Not progressive. I would say that it's <laughs> selfish. I would say that you're. It looks ridiculous on the back of a uniform. And that if it fits and then right and then right and then <laughs> and g- g- either take the name or do not take the name and then flip a coin on what your kids are going to be called because. Well, that's just what I think. I mean, I, I, I just am I am I alone in this? I feel like I'm alone. I feel a, a, a big cavern of silence that, that, no, that just, this is, is that this doesn't this doesn't uh, ring you know, as true with you guys. I don't think you're alone today, but in a couple more years, you're going to be a little <laughs> more alone. <laughs> I'm all alone. I'm all alone right now. But, but, but anyway, so hyphenated, hyphenated names. I mean, I guess it's a quick subject. I thought people might get a, a little bit more riled up about that. Um, no, I'll, I'll, just to clarify, what you're talking about is when a couple get married, the, it's not just the, the female that hyphenates her name. It's the dude also, right? No, I'm the kids. I, I'm with you on the kids, but before we get to the kids, what happens? Right. So I right? guess she is a hyphenated name. So when my, usually, traditionally, it's the woman who who gets a hyphenated name. But I don't. I've I've never known a man to do that. Have oh yeah. No, I think that's what's happening here, Sug and Jonesy. Maybe you disagree. Like my friend David Cotman, who I grew up with, is like a deadhead and super super liberal and progressive and everything. He married a woman of the same ilk, and so she became. Michelle Feller Cotman, but he also became Mich- no Dave <laughs> David Feller Cotman. So they each took the hyphenated name. They changed their name, and, and so what? But not, what you're saying is you think that well, you know what? If they named it, the, then I, I I have no anger towards them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't have any anger. So you because, think because they're all in the same boat. The kids have right. the same right. Yeah. But, hyphenated but, but, last but, name. but if you inflict the hyphenated name on the children that you are not willing to do mm-hmm. that is come on man mm-hmm. is it i mean isn't it no, i i think it's gonna get complicated it's i mean uh, you know what's in a name i guess jones and then we're then we're one see th- i i know that there are people that that are that there there has to be people who are married now who are, go- are getting ready to have kids or have kids and there's they're, they both have different hyphenated names. I think you're right. I think your conclusion is a good warning to the namers, child namers of America, because that four, that I mean, it has to stop, right? Because yeah. you can't, we can't have a person with four last names, can we? No. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's selfish. How am I going to remember? I can barely remember most people's names. You it, know, it, yeah. it's it's it's. I mean, 
how, how many names do you think you get? Like, it, what it, do you at think? At some this, point, yeah. at, at some point, it's it's ego. It's like I'll take as many. I'm going to do as many names as I want. I, you know, <laughs> I can't I can't fill out this application because you haven't prepared it for me. Like that. I wonder. I think on a tax form you get like 26. What's that? Uh, spaces. Say that again, Suksar. On a tax form, yep. I think you get 26. I, I, you know what? This is an example of me just making shit up. <laughs> I don't know where that number came from. That's, but why, I feel yeah, like that, that's why Fernando Valenzuela never played, paid taxes. He couldn't fit his name on. So oh, they were like, you know what? You're God. all set, guy. No. Um, I got a Fernando Valenzuela story. Before we get there, can we just, if you don't mind, all of a sudden I'm fascinated by this. You, you, you were worried that <laughs> okay. you were worried that we weren't going to be. Yeah. What will the solution? Let's predict right now. There what? will be some social solution to this problem. When two people fall in love, they both have hyphenated names. So we've got four names total. We've got Haha Clinton Dix and Juju Julie Smith Schuster are going to get married, right? Yeah. And so they, they're going to have a kid. And so now we got. <laughs> Jonesy and Zuga both writing this down. <laughs> Clinton, Clinton Dix and who? Smith Schuster. Smith Schuster. Right. Uh, Juju, for what's the sake the, of here's argument. Here's what's going to happen. Yep. You're going to take the initials and make an acronym. Right. You're going to come out and spell. Is that what you're doing over or, there, too? Well, I was going to try like, to come out and spell yeah, something. Clid. Okay. Or clicks. <laughs> clicks. Uh, Smoose. But you know what? This this is a dilemma. That I mean, that's a creative solution, but, see, but it you, causes another problem. So you're not what, you're not going to know. Yeah. You, you know, you meet the kid, and my name's SCMD or whatever. Yeah, I don't know who your mean? parents are. Like you know, in the old days, be like, oh, you know, you're. A, that's you're actually kind of cool. Right? Like 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 if you know, I uh, I'm Paul CDSS. It's like <laughs> it's it's kind of like a a, a a a DJ name. <laughs> you know, right? But that's but you your name now. You can't. Be, you know what's probably going to happen is they pick one from each, so you would become, uh, you know, John Clinton Smith or John Dick. Sh yeah. <laughs> if you, if you just go by the rules as they are now, you would be John I would Clinton Dick the, Smith Schuster. That, I would lose a, the dicks <laughs> if I if I were making that. Saving I would that lose drop. the dicks. Uh, all right. So my Fernando Valenzuela story. Uh, my cousin Charlie, he 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 was his father got him a, a glove for little league, and um, and you know his father is a big Red Sox fan, but uh, but you know doesn't know much about you know kids bullying and doing things, so he got him a blue glove, and um, he he was so embarrassing. He's like he's like I can't bring a blue. Imagine back in the day yeah, right. having a blue glove. Like gloves are all different colors now. Nobody even had red gloves back then. Right, right. They were just brown. They, yeah. you know, and uh, in various shades of brown. Are you talking tan. like powder blue here? Like this, this was yeah, Dodger blue. Like Dodger. Oh, blue. Dodger blue. Okay. But and 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 he grew up in Massachusetts, and um, <laughs> but then Fernando Valenzuela was on the seventy seven World Series, and there he is with his blue glove. And cousin Eight, Charlie, 80, all of a sudden, sorry to fact empowered. check you. 81. 81? Yep. 81. Yeah, that makes sense because Charlie's younger. It was his rookie year, I think. Yeah. So, so anyway, how cool is that? Like that Fernando Valenzuela spreading the love with the blue glove. There's a great. It's, a, not, it's, not, it's not a great story. It's no, not one it's of my a, better ones. It's, it's a nice look. <laughs> Jonesy, what, but I give it a you, seven. The way you said that, though, spreading the love with a blue glove. <laughs> That's seriously. I went when I, I went whenever Charlie tells that story, I just shed a tear. I well, just think it's lovely. 
but the story of Fernando is fascinating. I didn't even know it until I saw that. I think it was a 30 for 30 documentary came out a few years ago. You know, he was rookie of the year in 1981, burst on the scene out of nowhere. I think he won his first 12 games or something. He had the longest name in the league, uh, tied with Claudel Washington. I don't know why I remember that. but um, And he had that thing where he looked to the sky mm-hmm. when, he, when he went into his windup. But what I didn't know was that when, the Do- when Dodger Stadium was built, it was built in Chavez Ravine, and a lot of uh, Mexican immigrants were booted out for the creation of the stadium. Yeah. So, the, so the Mexican community had never fully embraced the I Dodgers. I just listened to a podcast on this, I think. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't think I've heard it, but... but and so then Fernando comes along, all of a sudden, you know, the Mexicans are like, well, shit, one of our own now. So Yeah. Yeah, a, Fernando Mania. Yeah. Well, I, that, he was a special guy. He was. Um, so get your fucking questions to me. Inbox me on Facebook. Uh, also, you can get, uh, and David, say your email address again. Yes, if you have questions for Ask Sue, please send them to me, producer Dave. David at pod617.com. Also, and please subscribe to this podcast if you don't mind me pumping up, pumping your tires here a little bit, Sue. Subscribe to Sue Says. You can find all past episodes at pod617.com. Also, anywhere you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and on the Adori app where you can see all kind of cool pictures of Sue and Jonesy and other stuff. Love everybody. Jonesy, last words? Well, I can't say them. The last two words are yours. Okay. So, are you out? I'm out, but I didn't want to say I'm out because that's your tag. Sug, out. Yeah! $20, your horse is ours. <laughs>